Blog Talk Radio. show where we discuss real talk on real issues. I'm so grateful and so thankful to have the opportunity to join in with you on this beautiful afternoon just to share our thoughts and our hearts and our minds and to encourage you to live the best life you can. I thank and praise God for my beautiful co-host being on with me today, the gorgeous Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you? You just make me feel so good, sis. After I get off the phone with you, I have to go run in the mirror. I'm like, let me see what does she see. You are just so totally awesome, soft like that. I love you, beautiful. How are you today? It's so pretty today. I am phenomenal. I am phenomenal today and every day because God says that I am. So, therefore, it is so. Amen. It's Amen. Awesome. It's awesome. Is it pretty where you are today? It is. It's really, it's sunny outside, but it's really crispy. It's like about 48 degrees, though. So it's pretty chilly. Yeah, and early this morning before church, about 7-something, we went outside. I had my little short spring stuff on, get ready to run outside. I ran (laughs) back in the house and put put some real clothes on, okay? We were like, where did this come from? You know what it is. Are you in Atlanta? Because. I am in Atlanta. I am. I have two more weeks here. But um, if the weather has been so bizarre, it's like you don't know to put on shorts or flannel, you know, long johns. What in the world is going on? You know, but that, that tells us that. Hello, that's just what I was going to say. That tells us we are yes. not in control, okay? We right. So not in control. But you know what? It, it, we have to learn to to flow with the Lord. You know, even in the seasons, the same way that seasons come and go, and in and out, and temperatures are up and down. In the natural, experience a lot of the same things in the spiritual and in our own lives, and we have to learn to be flexible and to be able to flow in the things of God, which brings me <laughs> perfect segue to our topic for today, because our topic is. I'm sorry, are you willing to forsake tradition for knowledge, or are you so deep in your tradition that you forsake 
knowledge to keep them. And I, you know, God had placed it on my heart last probably because it was Resurrection Sunday and whatever, whatever. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit. But um, I think that, you know, on so many different levels, like the Word of God, who which we always draw from, and no matter what we're talking about on the show, we make sure that we have to stay true to God's Word and what He teaches us in His Word. And in Hosea 4 and 6, it says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because thou hast Rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, and I will forget thy children. Now that's really deep to me. Never give the whole verse. They only say my people are that God said my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, and they stop there. And that is that um, because I think understand the first portion of the verse, you have to understand totality because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will reject thee. Think about it, sis. Even in the traditions, and we'll get into the spiritual side of it in a moment, but even looking at the natural side of it, think about the traditions that we grew up with in our families and our parents and our grandparents um, and the way they cooked and the way they prepared food and the food that they ate, you know, and it was a tradition. You know, there was a lot of pork, especially in the the black ethnicity. There was a lot of pork eaten because it was the only meat that they could get. You know, that was the only thing that was available to them. So that is why they ate it and ate every part of it, okay? They let me know. Yes, yes, fat back and all, bacon dripping, the the whole thing. Yes. The whole thing, yes. the hook, the nose, the, the ears, big ears, big tails. You know, Grandma said, nothing, from the rooter to the tutor. The there you go, the girl. Tutor. There you go. There you go. But they did it because it was all that they had. Okay? So now fast forward to even the 20th century. You don't even have to go to the 21st century. To the 20th century, when you and I were growing up, it was such a tradition that we didn't know how to break free of that tradition with the knowledge of what it was doing to our health. It was like, you know, because this was the traditional way that mama used to do it. We couldn't cook our greens without, you know, some kind of pork in it. We can't bring in the new year tradition now. We're talking tradition without cooking some kind of pork on the first day of the year because it was supposed to be good luck. Like, really? (laughs) But anyway, you know, and it was in this just the tradition of how we do things. Um, The way food was seasoned, the way it was prepared, most stuff was fried. You know, and that was the tradition. Sunday you had fried chicken. You know, that was the tradition. But the key is, is that unfortunately some people are so entrenched and so steeped in their traditions that even when they gain knowledge, they reject the knowledge so that they can hold on to the tradition. And we've got a whole group of people with hypertension, high blood pressure, sugar diabetes, all these different um, things that are affecting their body, and 90% of it came from the traditional way that we, and it's like, okay, so they ask you, did your mama have diabetes? Did your mama have high high blood pressure? Did your father suffer from gout? You know what I'm saying? They ask you all these different questions about 
your family and they tell you that because they had it, you're going to have it too. But what they not what they failed to do is look at, well, why did they have it? Because I don't have to have yeah. it just because they had it because I know better. Okay? I don't have to do the same thing they did because I know better. So we yeah. got to get our mindset to a place where we're not so caught up in tradition that we miss what knowledge has brought us. In all thy getting, yes. get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing, but in all thy getting, get understanding. And if we yes. understand yes. the root of things, then we can change. You know what I'm That's saying? Powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. You are so right. And we are, we're dying. And mentally, mm-hmm. physically, in so many different ways. You know, we mm-hmm. said this so many times this before, even on um, several past shows. I think I brought up one time the Hatfields and McCoy, the story of it. They didn't even know why mm-hmm. they were feuding. They were just because of generational right. and generational right. curses. And, you know, it's really right. sad because that's why we have to pray the prayers to to uh, break down the forces of generational curses. Because, you know, I remember my grandmother saying something to me. And it stuck to me. It it really almost messed me up. And I don't believe she did it not out of love. I believe she did it out of love. And it's because, again, we're taught certain ways. And and even Mm -hmm. through generations, our families are given certain gifts. And with those gifts, Mm -hmm. it brings on certain things. So with my grandmother, she can see. And my grandmother can have the the gift of prophecy. So I would Mm -hmm. always talk to my grandmother about a lot of things. But my grandmother spoke a couple of things in my life, I'm telling you, that almost devastated me, almost stunned me, almost totally shut my whole life down. And and I, I, I had to come out of that and believe that that could not be so. That's what she seen then. I'm not saying it wasn't so, but it's what I mm-hmm. have to choose to believe as well for my life. I mm-hmm. don't care what people tell you, you, you as a, a child. You could change that. Yes. You could change that. Yes. Yes, and that's the things as I try to tell adults now. All the things that were spoken to you as a child, maybe. All the negative things that happened to you as a child. You don't have to live that way now. That's the way they handled yeah. things back then. Handle things yeah. differently now. It's about it was before, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, sis. I've seen more now that I look back traditionally in my family. I've seen more religion mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. time than I did relationships. Mm-hmm. I began to see right. my, I began at the ending of my grandmother, like the last 15 years of her life, I began to see the relationship. But before mm-hmm. that, it was a religion. We couldn't play board games with dice. Mm-hmm. We, you know, right. we weren't allowed to play, you know what I'm saying, with certain cards, mm-hmm. unless it had an old maid mm-hmm. on it. You know, I wasn't allowed mm-hmm. to play with my Barbie sometimes because I was going to be senseless. You know, and, and, and it's certain things and traditions that we begin to believe that we better be careful because we cast them on our kids and then they put them on their yeah. kids and then so on and yeah. so on. So true. So, so very true. And it's like I said, it's like with knowledge comes a responsibility to do better. If I know better, I'm supposed to do better. Paul said that when I was a child, I spoke as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And it's the same way with our knowledge and our understanding. Some know any better. This is what we were taught. This is how you did it. This is how it was was to be done. And, and you didn't know any better. 
so that's what you did. But when you gain a greater knowledge, a greater understanding of something, then it's time for you to do better. And then it's time for you to seek even more knowledge and greater revelation of situations and circumstances. The reason this was so heavy on my heart for last week, but like I, I, I think, I don't know if you got my second text, because I saw you were like, are we doing the show today? But I was like, I got kidnapped for dinner last week. So I wasn't able to come on. But the, the key was, was, though, was that, you know, Please hear me, and I hope I hope our listeners really hear my heart in this, okay? I celebrate the resurrection of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, every single day I'm above ground. I celebrate it because had he not rose, I would not have this reconciliation, this relationship with Father God. So every single day of my life is a resurrection celebration, same way with with. Christmas. Every single day of my life is a celebration of the fact that he loved me enough to step out of his deity and into an, um, the earth realm in humanity so that he could purposely, purposely live out uh, an exemplary life so I would have an example of how my life should be lived out and so he could die and be resurrected so that I can be reconciled. So I, I, I am not taking that from my Lord. Trust me, hear me on that. But because I have gained more knowledge and more revelation, I don't get caught up with Easter. I, I absolutely don't get caught up with the with Easter. When when I was young, I when I was a little girl, I did Easter egg hunt. I had my Easter frock. You know, you always got the pretty dress for Easter and the ruffly socks and you know, and the pretty bows and your little Easter bonnet and sometimes when I'm old enough to have had little gloves and all of that, you know. And it Easter was this this wonderful day. It was this huge celebration. And if you didn't go to church any other day of the year, you went to church on Easter, you know, to celebrate. And I'm not taking that away from anybody. Please hear me. But I'm not caught up in the tradition of Easter. What's more important to me is the Feast of Passover because it was during the Feast of Passover that Christ gave himself up for us. And and what's even yes. more important, sis, is when you go back to the, the, the time of Passover and what really, really happened for that feast to even come into existence, Easter pales in comparison when all you're doing is celebrating on one day of the year and you're, you, you, you think you've done something because you didn't call it Easter, you called it Resurrection Sunday, but you think that, you know, that makes all the difference in the world. When you have not taking the time to step find out what is the origin of what it is you claim to be celebrating you know what i'm yes. saying it yes. is so yes. important that that we don't say stay so steeped in tradition that we miss the knowledge of what really took place God showed me something last weekend girl and it just it really blew my mind cuz my family moved last weekend from one house to another. <laughs> oh, my poor baby girl. She said she told me today she's still sore. She's just like she's trying to go out and work and, and in the midst of moving and everything else. Aww. But they moved, they moved to a much larger house because I'm on my way home, okay? The end of this month, I go back home, and I was like, y'all, it's too many people in this house. 
for me to come back home to. Okay, okay, do it. Okay, so we need something bigger. Okay, I'm not trying to put everybody out, but we need something bigger because everybody has to be able to go to their own corner. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I'm just like, you know, my living room for the past year had became the bedroom of two people. That's not good. Three people, actually. Okay. That's not good. You know, my, my granddaughter had taken over my office, and that had become her bedroom. It was just it was too many people on top of each other, and, and that's a recipe okay. for disaster in itself. Okay? Amen. So it's like, no, we, we, we need some more space. We need some more space. So. They moved to a, a much twice the size of where they are, where they were, house. And I thank God for that. But as I was thanking God, and I, I am very sensitive to Jewish Jewish feasts and and the the um, how can I say this the 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 relative relativity of the time of the feast and the, the seasons and what is transpiring in my life. I always look at it, and I ask God to show me things in it, okay? Um, I, I don't know Hebrew. I, I am not a biblical scholar, but I know enough to want to know more. We put it that way. I definitely know enough to want to know more, and I know enough to know better than to get caught up in, quote, unquote, Easter Sunday. So as I was talking to the Lord and I was digging um, and, and he was showing me about the depth of the things that were going over, going happening during Passover, I, I, I promise you, hear me out here, okay? When he started revealing this stuff to me, it blew my mind because you know, I know about Passover. I know about the sprinkled blood on the doorpost. I know about um, the the eating of the lamb, and I know about the firstborn of the Egyptians dying. But what he said was, as he opened it up, he said, "Think about it." And we talk about Jesus being our, our Passover lamb, Jesus being the lamb that was slain for us. He said, "In the midst of the darkest hour, the." darkest hour for the Hebrew people was when he was bringing forth the greatest miracle of their deliverance, okay? He said what was going on while they were huddled in their houses and the death angel is passing by killing the firstborn of not only men but of livestock as well, every firstborn, okay? And he was like, there was such a great miracle happening. We think about, you know, Pharaoh, Moses one last time saying, let my people go. And Pharaoh saying, okay, they can go. You know, he was sold his commandments. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the vision we have of what happened. But he said, it was so many great miracles happening, and we focused just on one, and we missed the others. The sprinkling of the blood and the passing over of the death angels passing by the the children of Israel's home was so significant that while the death angel passed by them and went to their enemy's house and in their enemy's camp and caused death to come upon it, he worked healing miracles, revitalization miracles, miracles of renewed strength to his children. Because think about this, when the children were released 
and told they could go, the word of God said there was not one feeble among them, not one sick among them. They plundered Egypt, okay, for all their jewels and gold and what have you, and so nobody was poor among them either, hiring during that time and that feast, okay, and how that feast came about. Now, think about this. Excuse me. Up until that time, you're talking about slaves, Pam, slaves that are malnutrition, slaves that had toiled so hard, most of them were skin and bones. They were feeble. They were, they, they were arthritic. Their old was arthritic. You know, how could they not be um, building the pyramids and <clears throat> doing all that they did? And, and think about the last few months of their life. They were told to build bricks and make bricks with no socks. Think about what oh. grievous things they were put and subject to leading up to this great deliverance. I mean, I was that like, did. dang, because I had, I had never even thought about that. You know what I'm saying? It, yes, it's like, it, it, it just, I, I was like, whoa, because I, I, I really didn't. I, I had not looked at everything that God did in that hour. Now, hear me, okay? So when we go back and we really examine what happened during Passover, the many miracles that were wrought, the healing, the strengthening, he told Isaiah he would renew our youth. Did he not renew their youth for the journey that they had to go? Did he not yes, strengthen he, them? Did he not heal yes, he did. them? Did he not make them wealthy? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, yes, he did. Me, sis, why are we going to get caught up on a day that has a pagan origin when we talk about Easter and miss the glory and the significance of Passover and the deliverance that's at hand when we celebrate that feast. You know, that's powerful. You know, and I hope a lot of people can really hear what you're saying again. For traditions, for so long, we've gotten caught up in Easter, Christmas, mm. Valentine's, just so many other things. And I'm just being honest with you. Uh-huh. They say that we spend uh-huh. billions uh-huh. of dollars every year uh-huh. indebted uh-huh. to these, to these yeah. holidays. And I yes. remember I told you, I said, I remember when I first met my husband, he said, I don't, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. I thought, oh, yeah, okay, fine. You wait to get married, Bob, to me, and now you don't believe in it. But as I began mm. to open myself up to hear what he was trying to say and why, then I began to have the same beliefs. But, you know, it's amazing because when you deal with people that their beliefs were the same as well, and now yours have changed, you begin mm-hmm. to they don't realize understand. that you're really... <laughs> Yeah, not in the same group anymore because you don't Mm-mm. do the same Mm-mm. things that they do. That's right. You know, I told my sister, right. you know what? I love Christmas. I love to decorate. You know I do, sis. I love to cook. Mm-hmm. But it's all about mm-hmm. really being with family, being with people you love, yes. having somebody yes. around you that treats you good. That's right. And I don't care about That's that. Right. It's the littlest things. It, you know, it can be a pencil, mm-hmm. a book, or whatever of exchange that's mm-hmm. even more greater to me now than anything. Mm-hmm. So I hear everything that you're saying. I've been telling everybody at work, happy resurrection. And they would look at me. I would say, you say Easter, I say resurrection. But this is what I said to them. 
God is giving you resurrection power right now to be standing here. Even thinking about it, even talking about it. He, every morning you wake up, he resurrects you again. Because they say when you sleep, basically, they say you're really in a state of what? Death. So it's so many of us, we don't realize you know, you out in traffic, and, 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 and you could have been in a worse car accident, but God had you go around or had you stop before the mm-hmm. accident happened or have you pause or look down. Whatever it is, you got to hear me again. It's like Lazarus. Why did he let Lazarus die to raise him again? Why would he, why would he allow like that, boy. right? Right? Mm-hmm. Why would he have let Abraham get so old Same. to where he, 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 everything reason. was gone from him? Do you exactly. get me what I'm saying? Daniel, same so people have to understand. He hardened yes. Pharaoh's heart. Same reason. To yes. show forth his glory. Yes. His glory. Yes. But we let yes. man come in and dictate to us how we're supposed to act. Like, what? You better come on, somebody. You better come on. Uh, because people got to realize that's why, again, another show, another day. Be careful what you look at. Be careful what you watch. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you see. Be careful who you talk to now. Be careful mm-hmm. what information you're obtaining. And I'm going to tell you this, mm-hmm. sis. I believe it, you're right. My people will perish for what? Lack of knowledge. But let me say something to you. I believe sometimes there's people, scholars that get so deep, mythology, criticalness of everything that they missed a true point to. So mm-hmm. I believe that sometimes they get too deep into it where they, where they eliminate mm-hmm. God. And eliminate Jesus exactly. out of the equation. That's the problem right there. That's the problem. Exactly. So that's when it becomes too much. But it's, again, it's up to people to believe what they want to believe. This is true. No, We're not trying to tell you that. All we're saying is just what you said, sis. What, you know, it's like you get married. But now you're trying to have, do your husband the same way you thought you seen your mama do your dad. And then, or yeah. you expect your husband to treat you the same way that you thought that you seen your dad treat your mother. But that's what you've seen on the outside. But what you got to realize right. is that's your marriage. You have to do it what works in your conditions, in your time, Amen. in your place, and who you are in Christ. It's for you to make yes. your own way. And, and that's what I had yes. to realize. You, you know, it, that's what happens so much. It's like a lot of women out there are scorned because they've seen their dad do something. So now you don't trust the man because you're so stuck on what used to happen. I had to tell a member, he came in to ask me a question. And he said, well, three years ago, I went three years ago. Wow. Let's see the changes that have happened in three years. And you still talking about three years ago? And we three years ahead? And, 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 and scientists are even further ahead than that? So what I'm saying is, again, again it's just like you're saying, Please, people, wake up. Get into a relationship with God. It doesn't matter who you think you are or what you think you're not good enough or he can't talk to you or he can't, he can't be there for you. Why not? He's not because you say so. He's not there because you don't want him to be. Yeah, and I believe there. that in my you're heart. He's there. He is always there. But if he is yes. upon you. To give him rulership over your life. He don't he don't want to play with you. You know, I had somebody was 
messenger, and he was and she said this. She said, "You don't play church," and I was like, "No, I don't, because God is not a playboy." <laughs> so no, I don't play church. God is not a playboy. God is real, real, and He is not to be played with. It's no joke. So you know when you understand and, and to get understanding. Listen is a principal thing, but in all by getting, get understanding. If you don't get understanding from the things of what you're doing and where you're headed and where you're going, then you're not going to be able to handle it when you get there. You know, I know so many questions. Never want to read the Old Testament. They say, oh, I'm a part of the New Testament. Baby boy, you baby girl, you better get to the root of the matter and understand because you can you got to know about old. You better know where your root is at. Okay? You better recognize and understand that Christ was Jew and was rooted in the teachings and training of what God said as children. And when you came to accept, I'm going to really set up your theology now. You didn't become a Christian. You got in a family of God. Okay? You did not become a Christian. Because Jesus never said he was starting a new set called Christianity. You were adopted according to the word of God. You were adopted into the family of God. Who are the children? The children of Israel. Come on now. You better figure it out and hear me. And then we wonder why we were not excelling. Why we don't have the power that God has entrenched treated us with. Because it's not even a time to find out real, who is this God you say you serve? Who is this Jesus? Who is truly Yeshua HaMashiach? Who is he? Who was he when he walked the earth? How was he his, your example for living if you had not even taken the time to get to know him, to find out what he was about? What did he teach? He taught the kingdom. And it wasn't just a buzzword. He taught us. How to live, how to treat others, how to love our enemies, how to how to love those that despitefully use us. That his fathers put in place. He didn't forsake them. Did he not have the Last Supper, the Passover meal? Come on now. But we're so caught up in the quote-unquote traditions of church. And what most people don't really understand, I, I, I plead with learn, get the facts. The traditions you are caught up with were instituted hundreds of years after Christ didn't institutionalize them. He didn't start the man did. Starting with Constantine, because for the first few hundred years, all the quote-unquote Christians were Jews. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Then Paul goes out, and he ministers to the Gentiles and engrafts them in. Well, if we don't have a, a, a clear knowledge and an understanding of the God we say we honor, the God we say we love, then we're going to miss his blessings and his, his desire upon our lives. And that's what I you miss. I don't. I, I, the deeper I get into these things, I, I love Miles Monroe. I absolutely loved him. His teaching was, was just 
profound to me. And I was introduced to him shortly after I got saved, 30 years ago. Okay. And and then all of a sudden there was a shift and he said, I used, and I remember seeing that one day and go, what do you mean you used to be a Christian? I don't get it. But the more I learn about my relationship with God, the less I want to identify with the religion of Christianity. Am I a disciple of Christ? Yes, absolutely I am. But that Christianity and put on it, I don't want no parts of that. I don't want the religion. I want the Yeshua. I want the Son of the Living God. To live within me, to lead God in love and direct my path. And that's hard for a lot of people to, to grasp and understand. Missions. I'll never forget this. I was listening, attending a church, wonderful pastors, absolutely phenomenal men and women of God, like here. Just of God. I was at a service in and it was around Christmas time, and I was like, well, y'all, don't forget, you know, December 25th really is not Jesus' birthday, and I promise you, Pam, the whole church looked at me like I had two heads. Oh, like, I'm sure they did. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, no, you know, I'm, I'm sure like, they did. You, you, you do know that he was not born on December 25th. You, you do understand. That right, and and they you couldn't, do understand they couldn't that, right? wrap their mind around it. You know, they couldn't. But I understand. Please hear me. I'm not putting nobody down. I understand because growing up, I thought it was his birthday because that's what I was taught. Okay, yeah. Well, hey, Christmas is Jesus's birthday, so you celebrate his birthday by giving gifts to others. The 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 right. premise is good, but know the fact behind it. So that you're not caught up in the tradition of man and them lining their pockets. Like you just said, sis, making billions of dollars, playing on your emotion, and you don't even know what you're doing. Valentine's Day, okay? Valentine's Day. I have seen couples almost go to divorce court over Valentine's Day. I'm like, are you guys serious? Excuse me. If you can only bring me some flowers and some chocolate one day out of the year and show, and that is supposed to be the telltale of your love for me because you brought me a box of chocolates and a rose, are you serious? Baby, if you're not out there proving you love me each and every day, 365 days out of the year, 24-7, then we got an issue. Amen. It's not about some man-made holiday. Because I'm going to tell you, working in retail, I'll tell everybody out there listening, I have seen countless holidays like that where men and women run in just to grab something. They don't even care if the flowers is halfway dead. They just say to me, I go, but this flower is dead. Let me go get you something else. No, I just got to bring something home. You know what I'm saying? See, that's the attitude. It's not even love behind it. What's the concept? Yeah, exactly. It is. Because I just I want, I want some peace in my house. If I don't bring something home, yeah. I'm not going to have no peace in my house. Yeah, I used to be that way, though. And you know what? It took you to even share that with me one time. It took you to share that with me, to let me know, hold up a minute, get back on track. You're getting back really? lost again. See, 
It's easy to get off track. It is. When you're around the same traditional people, it is lonely. When you find out that you believe in things that are far more different than what you were used to believing. I'm not trying to change anybody about what they want to believe. If that's what you want to believe, then believe it. But the word of God even says, not just my people will perish for lack of knowledge, but the word of God also said, my very, in these last days, my very elect will be fooled. Yes. Don't yes, be fooled. Girl, tell it. Yes. Because what's happening mm. is you listening to the old traditional word. You praising God, crying out to God, doing the same thing 10 years ago because you're still mm. stuck in the same traditional ways. You oh, don't have God. any victory because you ain't walked into a new battle. You're still fighting the mm. old battle with the old ways. Let me say mm. something to you. If you buy a car right now, 2000 and spanking 18. Please believe me when I tell you, in 2020, they may be the same. They'll change something different. But read the manual. Something in mm. that manual will be different. Don't take for granted that you can use the same manual in 2018 mm. for 2020 or 2024. Let me you say something so to true. you. Yeah. Back in tradition, we were taught to write cursive. In school, we were taught to Thank read. You. We were taught to use our minds. Well, right now, they're not taught that thing. So you got to be uh-huh. able to keep up with what's going on now. I got a 16-year-old uh-huh. who will tell you, I couldn't go by traditional ways. The police won't let me do traditional ways of beating the hell out of your child. See, because we said, beat the <laughs> hell out of them. That'll get them straight. You know what I'm saying? You beat the hell out of a child now, you're going to jail. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is we cannot be so stuck in tradition that our mind is stuck, that we're scared to go forth, we're scared to try new things, we're scared. I was. You know what I'm saying, sis? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm looking around, practically all the men in my family are dead. All that's left are the women. Mm-hmm. You got to hear me what I'm going to tell you. I was like, I'm going to be the same way. And all of a sudden, I was like, a, a needle scratching across a record. Hold on a minute. Wrong. I am not going to live like that. I am going to Amen. see my latter days be greater than my first days. I'm not yes. going to live under traditional ways. But I'm speaking towards God, the mark of the high calling mm. of who he is today in my mm. life. I'm trying not to even yes. look at him how he was yesterday. Because yesterday has yes, changed. Yes. Today is today. Yes. And tomorrow, I bet yes. you, will be different. Absolutely. Absolutely, girl. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. You know, we don't have to carry on the traditions of our parents. You know, we love our parents, and we appreciate all that they sacrificed and did for us. And I'm not trying to take anything away from that, but just because they did something does not mean if you learn and know better that you don't, you can't change and do better. You know, I mean, it does not mean that. I, I think of my mother and 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 the era in which she grew up. Okay, and. Some of the things and some of the ways she treated me was because of the era that she came out of. She had a very hard life. She was born in 1913, so she came through. 
and all the segregation and the battles and all the things that she had to walk through. She grew up in an abusive household with her father beating her mother every weekend. All these different things that she encountered hardened her and made her a different person because of what she lived through. So she wasn't an overly affectionate woman. Did not mean she didn't love me with every bit of her heart. And I know that for the things that she stood with me through, okay? Because she was not overly affectionate. I'm not overly affectionate, but I can show affection to my children, okay? I chose that I would not beat them on the head every time I turned around because of whatever, Okay, I chose to do things differently. Likewise, the way she cooked and prepared food and whatever, I chose to do differently. Now, let me say this. Let me say this. Some balance here. Some of the ways she chose really were good ways, and I should have continued in her traditions, and I did not. Some of her, her, she did everything from scratch. We had a big old flour can, and it held flour, and the sifter was in it, and every every biscuit was made from scratch. Every cornbread piece thing was made from scratch. You know, I remember even kneading and baking bread. I'm telling you. You know, so some of it was good. I grew up, and, and it was like better Betty Crocker became my friend because I didn't have to do it. The, the scrap <laughs> was a good thing. <laughs> Oh, Crisco grease on top Crisco, of the stove you and the you seasoned everything pan. with the bacon dripping. 
<laughs> you better come on. That can of Crisco grease on that stove could be about four months old. You know what I'm saying? Though Man, things were different then, you guys got to hear me. Pork and everything was a lot different then than it is now. Stuff wasn't processed like it was then it is, is now. That's true. The, the pigs are being processed different. They're not being slaughtered how grandma and them used to slaughter, slit the throat and let the blood drain out through the neck. See, that was ways that they did things that it made it more natural. It made it more edible. It made it more livable. But see, you still trying to stick to grandma's ways, and the bacon grits has changed, the bacon has changed, everything has changed. Yep. So it's yep. like my grandmother used to make greens. You got to hear me. When she made her greens, her turnip, and things like that, butter peas, sugar went in all of them. Pinch of sugar here, pinch of sugar, you know what I'm saying? It's all, it's all mm-hmm. sugar. But you know what? And I found myself doing it. And then 260-something mm-hmm. pounds later, my doctor's having to tell me, if you keep it up, you're going to die. Because you mm. got so much sugar in your system, and you got diabetes wow. on both sides of your family, don't you? You have hypertension on both sides mm. of your family, he said, don't you? You have this on both sides of your family. So therefore, and mm. guess what? But you know what I had to realize? And I'm going to end it on this. I did not have to believe what he chose me to believe. I, what he was telling me was, and I took it just like this, it changed your way. You can still live longer yeah. if you change your way. You can do this better yeah. if you change your ways. It wasn't a death right. He was saying change or it will be one. Amen. 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 And you made that, you made that choice. Now, health life is a choice. It is a choice, along with the healthy spiritual life. And, and the whole concept that they show is to get you out of the, quote, unquote, religiosity of tradition and thinking that it can be done and missing, missing the depth of what God is trying to do for you. When he started showing me last weekend about what was going on, he was really ministering to me about the pro- profoundness of the move that my family was making right at Passover, because we, last week was Passover as well. And he he just began to show me things that he was rearranging and redirecting, not just in my life, but in my family's life. And moving into that house was an outward show of a behind-the-scene thing that he was doing. I tell you, people, you oh. got to get to a place where you can recognize his hand and what's happening under the surface. <laughs> i got to share this, and this is really funny, and you can appreciate your brother, and you know your brother. So I'm talking to my husband, and so I'm telling him, you know, that, well, we're getting the house. We had to, and this is um weeks ago. And we we had put in the, the 30 day notice, and we needed to be out of the house that we were in by Easter, by the first. <laughs> so I'm talking to him Monday night, or actually it was Tuesday. Uh, you know, we got we they're they're over there. They're trying to get it ready, um, and they may have to ready on Saturday. Scenario: They'll be ready on Sunday. So you got. They were moving from that they would do their final inspection on Tuesday, so that clean it and leave it in pristine condition and all of that, so you can get your little money back. Uh, 
so I'm telling him this, right? And so he said, Sunday. And I said, yeah. He said, Sunday's Easter. I said, and? And there was dead silence. <laughs> there was dead silence. I know, know it was. Because in, in his mind, it's like, you got to be kidding me. I know you ain't thinking we're going to make a move and be working on Easter. Okay? It's Easter. Okay. <laughs> and my okay. thing is, I could care less about an Easter. I thought, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, well, I want to move in this house. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> but you know, I can hear uh, it in his voice. I can hear it. It's like it's Easter. <laughs> so I'm like, so okay, and uh, <laughs> you know, and and then I said, this, and, I said, now you know me. I said, you know, I care more about Passover than I do about Easter. But be that as it may, hopefully, prayerfully, everything will be ready on Saturday, so you can make the move on Saturday. If not. You will be moving on Sunday. <laughs> okay. And it's that simple. <laughs> it, it, and that's really how it was for me. It was really just that simple. But I under I understand. And, and one thing I love about my husband, you know, is that he, he is pliable in God's hands when it comes to me. Because he'd be like, he just never know what is going to come out of this woman's mouth next. You know, what is she going right? to do? next because just a week before we were talking because there was two other houses we had a, a, a tried to get and we weren't approved the first one oh my god the first one was just like oh this was an incredible incredible house and i didn't get it because of tati i have a puppy um well she's five years old she ain't no baby but you know um and so everything was approved and then they realized that i had a puppy and i'm like I put that on the application there's one thing i don't try to hide you know, I'm like, she's only eight pounds. I mean, she's a soy poodle. Come on, really? But nope, couldn't couldn't do it because I had a puppy. Okay. And then the next one, they didn't give me a reason. They just denied me. Okay, fine. So I'm talking to him, and he was like, I don't know, baby. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe it ain't trying to. I said, hold up. <laughs> hold up. Because you know what? One thing I know about God is whatever he Come has on. for us, it's ours. Come on. It's ours. Come on. And if it's not, if this is not the time and it's not what he has, then fine. We won't make the move. But I, I'm pretty sure I clearly was, you know, moving in confidence that this was the season and the time to make this move. Amen. So it was like, you have to, you have to be cognizant or mindful of the move of God in your life. I have learned to be sensitive to when God said it's time, then I say, okay. And I don't get fretful or fearful when the first thing doesn't work out or the second thing doesn't work out or even the third or fourth thing doesn't work out. That's fine. Because what God has taught me is I don't want what I want, God. I want what you have for me. So because of that, then I have to be mindful that that I see, that I want, that I think is so good may not be good for me. It may be good to my eye gate, but it's not what he has for me. Okay, fine. I'm good with that. I promise you I'm good with that because where he leads, he will provide. Yes, so he will. I'm, you know, yes, he will, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool yes, with he that. Will. So, you know. 
you 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 learn you the certain things you don't speak, you don't say, you just flow with God. I put up a post today that no matter what you're facing, have faith in God. It is not in the things yeah. that you're facing. It is not in your trials and tribulations that you're going through. It is not what you can see with your natural eye. It is not even that person that you think that you can lean on or depend on so much because people will fail you. They may not mean to do so, but at some point in time, they are going to fail you. They, they can't help it because they're a human being. They are not God. Okay? Amen. So you Amen. have to get to that Amen. place of, Putting faith in Him, in Him, not getting, not being dismayed, not being so caught up in how you think it should go or what somebody else told you it should be that you miss what God is doing. Amen. Don't, don't do that, and don't be so caught. And this is where tradition will get you. You'll be so caught up in what God did that you miss what God is doing. That's where oh, that's tradition powerful. will Say keep you locked in. Say that again. Tradition will keep you locked time. in into a place of where of what God did, and you miss what God is doing. Because all that's tradition is thing. is what we used to do. That's all tradition is. That's this is powerful. how we always did it. That's all tradition yes. is. So yes. okay, so that's what you did then. But what is God doing now? What is exactly. He saying now? Exactly. 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 And it's his omniomnipotent uh, power and presence that gives us that yeah. day-to-day. And that is so true what you're saying. I remember praying one day before I was going to work, and I'm just, I'm on my knees, and I'm like, Lord, you know, and I'm just bringing it to him. And I hear this, uh, it's like a dead silence. And then I hear, why do you keep praying to me behind the same things I've already given you power to do? When you go on that job, I'm there because you take me there. You heads up mm-hmm. and you and you encircle because you believe that I that it's already done. You have the power and the gift to be able to handle my children because it's what I instill within you to do. Yes. You know right from yes. wrong. You know what I'm saying? So and then I'm like going, Yeah, because please hear me. What I grew up on is hearing waking up in the middle of the morning, 4 o'clock, when my grandmother was up praying, hearing my grandmother extensively crying out to the Lord about several, 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 several things. But I'm going to be honest with you. I used to worry sometimes because I didn't really see a lot of victories. But now that my grandmother is gone, I see all that early morning praying, what she was praying for then was for us. And that was for us to survive and know God for ourselves. So it wasn't in vain. So I may not get up at 4 o'clock, but one thing traditionally that I believe in today is prayer changes things. But I'm like what you're saying, sis. We cannot get caught up. I can say 15 years ago, I remember the Lord, I told the Lord, I haven't been really speaking to people I haven't had anything to say. He said, that's because I'm changing your testimony. So you can't talk about mm. anymore when you was out in the streets. You can, but it's not effective because now you're going through something different in your life. So you can mm. keep talking about how as a child or as a young lady you was molested. You can, but see, I already delivered you from that. So I'm giving you a different yeah. testimony 
Your tears are different. Glory. What you're crying about now is totally different than what you cried about then. What you trust me for now is totally different than what you trust me for then. See, these are what yes. you have to do. That's why you're saying don't get caught up in tradition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. my grandmama used to drive um, a, a, a Chevy something, but um, I can't go get the same car and depend on it to be the same because it's different. Again, Amen. we cannot raise ourselves up in Christ, trust in him for something new, but we only believe in what he used to do. That's right. You cannot keep trusting him for something new if you can't let go of what he used to do. Trust Mm. him for what something new in your life of what he's going to do, an explosion, a celebration. Speak affirmations and life into your soul, into your spirit. You got to do it. See, before you can go to the church and depend on your brothers and sisters in Christ to pray for you. Now you go on Facebook and praying for it. Look at the difference. Mm. So what I'm saying is sometimes it's not that your brothers and sisters don't love you. It's not that they don't care. This is what I tell people. If you call me and I don't answer, it's, please call back. It's not because I don't love you. But there's new things mm-hmm. going on in my life that I can't sit by the telephone every beckoning minute like I used to. Glory. See, the Jehovah Witness, and I'm not knocking them. I love that they go to door-to-door service. But what scares me the most is I love their, their what their beliefs is not believing in um, certain things like your um, Christmas and different things. I believe in certain things. But sometimes, please don't get lost in thinking because you go to the door-to-door houses on Saturday that your soul is automatically getting into heaven. Oh. And, and, you're, and you're hateful on Sunday. And Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, you back nice on Saturday. I'm not just picking on the Jehovah's yeah. Witness. Let's pick on some of them Christians too. So yeah. you can go to Sunday, you can go to church every Sunday traditionally. I see people, sis. You know I'm in retail. Sometimes I gotta work Sunday. I call it the yeah. hellish Sunday crowd. I had to check a man one time. No, you didn't walk up in here. With your popsicle green suit on and your alligator shoes looking sharp, looking like you sat on the deacon board and coming in here raising hell because we don't sell wine before 1230. Somebody needs to stop Uh, me. uh, See, uh, what I'm saying uh, is I tell people nobody is without sin or mistakes. We're just trying to help you get to day to day. Some of you still depressed because your grandmama died of depression. Some of y'all contemplating suicide because your great-grandmama committed suicide. You need to come out of them spirits. You don't have to receive the same spirits that your grandmama and them did. You don't have to do things the same way. Know who you are in Christ, and then you begin to live day to day. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Amen and amen. Well, sis, this has been good, 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 good. We are out of time, but I thank and praise God. I think this was a good, good day, a good, good show, and I pray that you guys have heard our hearts in what we have shared today. We're not putting anybody down, you know, where, as I said, that all traditions are bad, but if you better, then you need to do better. Do better with your health. Do better with what you consume in your physical body and also do better in your 
spirit and that which you consume in your spirit. Hallelujah. Do better. Get gain knowledge. Get understanding. Do not do not allow the traditions of man stop you from the blessings of God. That is bottom Amen. So we love Amen. you. We love you. We love you. With the love of Christ. Amen. Just I love you, Mike. I love you, you have sis. an incredible week in the Lord. I love you, beautiful. Amen. Be blessed. Let's keep it real.